This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to One Shots, a Dumb Dumbs and Dice podcast where professional voiceover actors and improvisers tackle one-shot stories created in a variety of hit RPGs. I'm your host, DJ OneShot 2.0, and I'm here to welcome you to No Brots, No Glory. A journey into the orcish side of the 41st millennium using the Goblin Quest RPG. This arc features GM Tom McGee and players Ryan LaPlante, Tyler Hewitt, Laura Hamstra, and Del Borvik. What happens when the Dum Dums play a group of Gretchens trying to take to the skies of Armageddon on a stolen rocket? Nobody knows. Cause it's one shots. Goblin Quest Edition. Wap 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 wow. From Redacted Xenos file, squig squigs everywhere, and not a drop to squig. <laughs> Our interrogation of the orcish prisoner suggests that the squigs are both food and predator. It's an incredibly strange way to raise a creature, an incredibly odd thing to include in one's army, and yet here we have it. A food source that could also kill. If we could find a way to harness this within the guard, imagine how much more powerful we could become. Note at bottom of file. Interrogator was tried and executed for heresy upon suggesting squigs or any such Xenos abomination has any place amongst the Imperial Guard. Praise be unto the Emperor. Hell and hellfire be upon the Xenos. Hilltop launch site is coming together. Uh, Big Hill is becoming uh, its very own Cape Canaveral, uh, <laughs> its very own Merritt Island, if you will. Um, we are we are getting ready uh, for for the the riding in style for, for the big ride. Um, having flattened it uh, very effectively with absolutely no failures, having <laughs> obtained a, a clock uh, by which to do a countdown, uh, having dragged gas um, up a hill, uh, just just covering the dazzle and snooda in it um our intrepid grots have managed to get together the base elements they need uh to take the big ride across the battlefield for some 
a ride for freedom. Uh, for the Morks, a chance to uh, become the revolutionaries, to to um, to live in in the shadow, but also in in the the glow of the Red Gobbo, and and to really bring that spirit to the this the closing engagement of the Third War for Armageddon. Uh, for some, paying tribute to Gazkal Urk Thraka, uh, the prophet of Gorkin Mork, uh, the the chosen leader who has has brought the orcs here to this planet for glory, and now who who faces his his nemesis on the field of battle, uh, the puny human commissioner commissioner Yarik, commissar Yarik, always <laughs> just can't quite get through it. But one day, not today. Um, for some, this is what everyone else is doing. And if everyone else is doing a thing, you must do that thing. This is just basic, straight up, like, orcish stuff. You got to do this. It's a, it's the law. It is Gork and Mork's law. And for some, it's the only chance to get big, to get orky, to hit that next level, you know, just really make those gains. Um, dare we call it faux Mork? Yes. Yeah. You got to mm. get that foam work um, uh, to become true work. Um, so you all have a reason uh, to be here and, and things are really coming together. The only thing that's missing actually from this plan right now is the fucking rocket. Uh, as uh, dear sweet Booga was torn apart uh, by his, uh, his, his squig sled. Um, but uh, the rest of you don't know that. Uh, in fact, all you see um, is a um, a weird uh, sort of dust cloud approaching. And as you look, sure enough, a bunch of wild squigs are just bounding up the hill towards you. Uh, it would seem they've gotten the taste uh, for grots somewhere. We're not sure where, but somewhere. And uh, lo and behold... One of the few places left in the camp with a bunch of living grots happens to be Big Hill. Uh, and so they're coming for you, dragging your rocket. Um, you guys need that rocket. You need it to prep your launch site to get on the rocket itself. Um, what's the play here? How do you how do you stop the uh, the, the squig peed uh, coming your way? <sighs> All right, boys. Here's what I'm thinking. It's time to get the ammo out and start shooting out of my guns. Uh, and he just, he puts the cigar in his mouth and holds out both of his hands. And he's like, make a, make a grenade out of anything. Uh, and he just starts pulling ammo out of his, his bandoliers and just tying them together. And he's going to try to build two bullet grenades that he can throw to explode among the squigs and scatter them. I like that you've just become my least favorite part of the Matrix 3, where you're like, what if a child with a wheelbarrow full of bullets? That's what people like about these movies, right? Uh, so I love it. Just like ammo for no reason, uh, making those grenades. That's great. My question to the rest of you, Grotz, I don't need all of you to take an action on this. Um, the rest of you may want to save your actions for for boarding the rocket. We don't even know who Tyler's playing yet. Um, he, he could be a genius. Grot. It's possible. He's shaking his head, but it's possible. Um, that said, you, you do have the squid stampede coming. So um, would any of you be trying to help with this, or would you be uh, prepping for uh, uh, boarding the rocket? I, I think Snuda is so much of a bossy boss, and 
just really misses not being able to boss around Sonata that he's like just wants to boss around everything in sight and surely the squigs will listen to him and they'll stop right where uh, they need to stop. I like that. And that, that works well with Lugi's plan as well, because if they stop, I think Snuda in your head, it just means you get like a bunch of squigs and for Lugi, it's just a stationary target. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bedazzle. So Snuda just like basically goes like just right opposite where the squigs like are like on the opposite end of the launch pad and just like both hands out, horking up a storm, just like stop, stop, stop. Great. Um, Tyler and Dell, would your gobos be helping with this or no? I, I think that my my grot is just, there's so much information visually in this situation. <laughs> and each eye is in a different angle. So it's like a different shot angle of this stampede with all of these things. It's just sensory overload. Bedazzle's taking it all in until they act. All right. I dig that. Um Okay, and uh, Tyler, as as you know, Snuda and Lugi are taking their marks, and Bedazzle is is staring around wide eyed. Um, before you introduce your character, would would your character be helping with this or no? Yes, he would be helping. Amazing. Um, so who who walks up to assist? Uh, this Grot's defining feature is that he always has to be first at everything. So. <laughs> So just by the fact that everyone is kind of doing this anyway, he has to do it before they do. Uh, this is, uh, this Grot's name is Kenan Foder. Um, and uh, he's got a great big mustache um, and a little fancy lad vest. Um, and... Uh, and okay, this is a crazy orc fact, but I, I have to bring it up because I desperately want this answer, which is orcs don't have hair. So the only orc character who has hair is named Zodgrod Wartsnaga, and he scalped a dude and stapled it to his head. <laughs> so how did you get your mustache? Uh, yeah, it's um, it's a scalp. Yeah, yeah, it's just a great big styled scalp. Um, but... Of a human's mustache. It, he sourced it from the right location. Um, and so then, just like and, cut off a lip and then stapled yeah, it to yeah. his lip. A big, oh glorious God. mustache from, I don't know, some kind of like commissar or something. Um, the Vostroyans have really good good hair. If you're thinking like you old go. British, like Navy mustaches. Yeah, yeah it's a big mustache. Yeah. And uh while we're talking orc hair, I did hear a theory that they grow hair squigs that just chomp onto the back because there's a lot of ponytail orcs. So mm. lots of options in the land of orcs, but uh, I like this one the most. Yeah. Uh, yeah just, a, is... just a staple stash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's got he's got like a human's vest on as well. It's immaculate. Looks fantastic. He's still, because he's in clutch dipshit, he does have skid marks, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> My God, we're worried. Of... The rest Even of the, the vest looks, looks very good. Wait, sorry. A human? Do you mean like a human's vest or a vest made out of human? Uh, a human's vest. Okay. I just yeah. And are the skid marks on your Make underwear it. or on the vest? <laughs> on is just, well, he's only wearing the vest, so it's just on his bare ass cheeks. His ass is just hanging out <laughs> under the vest. So it's not so much skid marks as it is just a shitty ass. <laughs> well, yeah, a little bit of a blowback situation, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 
None <laughs> so, of so the best is at risk, is what we're saying. It, yeah. yeah, depending on how these sits down wrong. It's this game time. I yeah, mean, yeah. the grot doesn't matter. The vest is all that matters. I'm invested <laughs> in its health. Um, I did also give him a monicle. Um, so he's, got that also. <laughs> he's got a monocle, a big mustache, and a vest. Amazing. His name is Canon Fodere. Uh, and he has to be the first at everything. So he picks up a rock and starts to charge the squigs. Um, <laughs> And what's his voice going to be? He's fancy looking. So he's, he's going to say, uh, for the glory of Gasco. And he's going to run. He's going to run at them. All right, well. Wah! <laughs> Greetings, fellow servants of the Emperor. It is I, Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, and I am here to call you to step forward and serve the Emperor as part of his immortal and blessed host. It's a great day for you to join a Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash dumdumdice is the perfect place for you to fund our little forays into saving, let's just say, the Golden Throne and all of humanity. Now, I know the thing that you're wondering is, what's in it for me? Because, and I mean this as pleasantly as possible, you're absolute heretical scum. What I'm hoping for all of you is that you can redeem yourselves by receiving ad-free feeds where you are no longer plagued by random temptation, but instead can focus your attention purely on the Emperor. You can gain this ad-free feed for only $5 a month and receive other feeds as well to other alternate realities. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, it's for the Emperor and we'll save your souls. Look, I'm no scientist, but I can tell you that guy's going first. Um, <laughs> he has to. <laughs> All right, so Kevin for there. Good news is you're coming in with a blank slate. Um, yeah. Uh, you're getting. Yeah, you can ruin it for the rest of us now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get one one for being just for for trying, just yeah. for trying your best. Uh, you get one for um, always needing to be first. Yep. Um, I think you get one for being because uh, he he's a member of the he's a mob member right like he's just part of a Gretchen mob yeah yeah so like their their whole thing is just like <laughs> they're generally like whipped ahead of the right the, they're the like front court. line guys yeah yeah hundred yeah. percent they're yeah. they're yeah the 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 minesweepers and everything else so I think like definitely one for that like you know no okay. fear this is um, the best job you could think of and uh, Buga had the spoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there is a squig just running with a, ga- a grot arm in its mouth, ho- clutching an erectus <laughs> grip, a spoon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd give you one if you want to try and like, if, if that's like the standard you're, you're charging. Well, he's he's, he's got to get, get the spoon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great. Well, that's a fistful of dice, sir. Let's, let's see how four. this could only go one, well. One, two, three, four. And that accidentally made it zoom in. Wow. Okay. I don't know what that first roll was because the app fucked, but enhance. Um, <laughs> enhance. Yeah. So we got a one. We got a three. We got a four. And we got a six. Oh, wow. Do you yeah. want to use your lucky tooth or are you content to stay at that? Nah, man. Let's, let's do this. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So that's a success. Mm-hmm. For um, uh, board the rocket, mm-hmm. it's good. Needed. 
Um, you got a four, so something good happens. Plus one goes forward, but you also got something bad. Mm-hmm. So those two will will cancel each other out. So that's good news. Um, and then you take in an injury. So um, <laughs> what uh, what injury do you take as you get your spoon back? Oh, he gets like mauled. Yeah, he is very badly. Uh, uh, just what's it uh, when a dog has something in its mouth and is just sh- just it's worrying shaking. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. just getting worried by a, a squid, just back and forth <laughs> until something gives uh, and he gets free. Amazing. Um, okay, well, Loogie and Snuda, you were both also planning on dealing with these these squigs. Um, I think we can safely say that this is now a major part of boarding the rocket um, because yeah. The trouble um so well, we can climb on if we get it to stop 100 so snuda <laughs> uh, i think you're gonna be up first because technically yours is longer range than loogie's uh right. and if they do stop loogie has advantage on on murderizing them uh unless ryan uh you can override me on this if you think loogie would just like try and fight past but uh, i think loogie's just standing there going when you see the, the, the reds of their eyes like he's just holding ready to psychopathically throw grenade. He doesn't give a shit that there's Cannon Fodera's in there. He'll throw a grenade at Cannon Fodera. Like it's orc style. You just do yeah. your business. So His no, disappointment no. is that he didn't think to make Cannon Fodera with a grenade because that really would have been a great delivery system. Could have just handed it to him. <laughs> okay. So Snuda, um, let's roll for diplomacy. Um... <laughs> so, okay. So base roll, then being bossy boss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's got to give one. Totally. Um, Snoot is also very good at running from things. So I would like to think that uh, they're doing a very good job of like moving back and forth, getting the, uh, uh, I don't know, trying to get the squigs to like get to the exact placement. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. I'll also say that like if you're good at running away from things, I think you're used to uh, measuring the approximate distance of how far away, away a thing needs oh, to be so you can totally. still escape. Um, yeah. Just cool. Constantly calculating that. Uh, yeah. Right. So hypotenuse. There we go. There's the word. Uh, you're rolling at uh, uh, zero, which is great uh, because hey. uh, Cannon Fodere's uh, thing canceled out. All right. All right. Rolling three. Ooh, six, five, and two. Wow, 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 wow. Oh, um, nice roll. All right. Um, so um, I had one HP left. <laughs> so you're you're holding out your hands and yelling like stop, stop. And I think it's um uh I think it's literally just like that classic, you know, in a movie whenever, whenever like a train or something stops at like the last second and it yeah. doesn't look like they're gonna stop, but the squigs actually do. You are really bossy. Yeah. Um and uh so they 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 pull up uh in front of you. Um, and, uh, kind of like, uh, sit down adorably and start like, you know, like wrestling with each other and like wrestling over, you know, the bits of, uh, of booger they still got. Um, and I think there's just a moment for you, Snuda, of like, you kind of can't believe it worked. You truly are the greatest boss and mm-hmm. you actually feel like a, like a, almost a bump and a surge inside yourself as your muscles begin to, to grow a bit. Um, because like. You you could do this. You've got you've got what it takes. You've got the right stuff. You could be a boss. And then the ash of Lugi's cigar hits the ground next to you, and you just fucking go up. Uh, and it is just 
burning grot, that famous <gasps> festival in the desert. Yes. Um, as you just uh, ignite into flame, uh, the squigs panic and scatter, tearing <sighs> out of their incredibly well lashed uh, chariot things, and just fucking take off running uh, in all directions uh, as you burn and flail uh, around. Wow. Uh, do you have a? Do you have any last words as you you do your like extra in a movie on fire, fall down death? Um, yeah, Snoot is just so amazed at where he's like, I did it! Ah, I did it! Ah. it. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Lugi, the good news is you have grenades now. Uh, you just have those. Um, yep. But uh, anything, uh, any observations on the, the death of your compatriot next to you? I think at this point he's just like, Nobody kills my boys! Uh, and he's just going to attack on behalf of his gang because he's seeing them like eat one and the other and he doesn't really care about like saving anyone it's just vengeance i feel like is a very orky trait <laughs> great so you grab the slowest at stake here yeah you grab the slowest squig uh who is panicking and running away and just like fucking wail it wail yep. it against the ground uh until it, it <laughs> dies um good news is uh with that success you are because that was two successes if i'm not mistaken snuda snuda rolled a six and a five six yep. and a five so that's yeah. that's it the rocket is yours um, so you, you crank the rocket up, um, with uh, the rest of the grots that are left. You all kind of like, you know, <laughs> push it up, right? Um, get it in place. You pour the bucket of fuel into like the, the incredibly shoddy, uh, uh, uh fuel containers. Um, and, uh, the, uh, the rocket is, uh, is, is, is there. Now you just got to figure out your launch. Uh, so I need to hear the, the plan for, for how, how you intend uh, to to launch this this rocket? Um, yeah, so give me that, and then I'll give you a little bit more. I think Bedazzle would have a main goal of if that rocket has any buttons, anything glowing, anything shiny, we're gonna go up, start start pushing buttons, put push buttons, flip switches, anything exciting like that is happening on that rocket. So we got Bedazzle's the pilot. I think uh, Lugie is like, I know what to do with the explosions, right, boys? We're going to fire this one into the sun. Uh, and he's just going to go down and just build his explosives into the engine. And he'd like to be the one to fire the big mech gun when it takes off, because that mm. feels very much in his mm. sphere. And you've got another Grot running up um, who's just cut, like, he's just like, running as fast as he can he's got he's wearing like pants on his legs pants on his arms pants wrapped around his neck just flying behind him and his bear and has a standard which is also bearing pants and his bonnet is clearly clearly made from someone's pants um because zag the pants snaga has arrived and is a sty boy so Immediately comes to comes up um, and and yells at them all. Hey, who's that? Who's the leader? Who's the leader here? Let it be me. Hey, yo, General you, you uh, <laughs> come on, man. You uh, you tell me what to do, and I uh, I, I relay the message. Yeah, me. I get the rest <laughs> of the gabos that ain't with us onto this stupid rocket. And 
And Zag just starts waving that standard in these complicated patterns, jumps onto Lugi's shoulders and just starts freaking wailing that standard. <laughs> All right. Hang tight with that. Um, so we've got Pilot, we've got Big Shooter, we've got Signaling the rest of the Grots. Canfodera, what are you uh, What are you doing? I think because he has to be first at everything. I don't want to uh, um, try to do anything that the group is doing before them because that's just like stealing their ideas. Um, so I think in the spirit of having to be the first at everything, he wants to be at the front of the rocket. He wants to ride the tip of the rocket to wherever it's going. Mm. King of the world. So he's climbing up the outside of the rocket. I don't know if these rockets have insides that the Grots are are dealing with but he's on the outside on the very tip yeah this is like you, you can think of this as like um uh oh god this is a stupid poll but it's where my head went um like the fantastic car uh the fantastic fours shitty flying car they have where it's just okay. like it's a rocket like if you imagine again like a an old like 50s space rocket or like the thing you'd find at the mall that you could ride mm-hmm. but um in the rebuild you've built it out so it's got like uh, you know, like a four seater, like a bunch of grots can like pile in, but yeah, it's open top. Like there's no, okay. this he's not a in a seat vehicle. then he's just at the furthest front, front yeah. part of the rocket, just holding on. Yeah. Amazing. So you've got all the things you need to prep for launch. Um, you've got the, the rules you want to take. So you all kind of agree that that's what you're going to be doing. The rest of the grots are going to be getting on board, uh, as the style boy throws. Oh, there's one more thing you should probably know about this particular launch. Um, cause if you recall way back in session zero, we rolled on the chart of misfortunes. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and in this case, as uh, you begin to prep for launch, uh, the uh, the misfortunes uh, begin to rain down from the sky as blood angels with jump packs begin a final assault on this forward operating base. Oh, no. From the sky, streaks of red uh, lit by fire uh, descend with bolter and chainsword uh, and yeah. begin to just fucking ravage this camp. A random uh, killican comes stumbling out uh, and starts like doing battle. Um, you see a bunch of orcs desperately trying to gun up a eluded rhino that would be super helpful right now, but they're just completely out of gas. Um, <laughs> the squig master runs the pen and is like, eat squigs, you angelic sons of bitches. And then like opens the door and no squigs come out because someone let them out earlier. Um, <laughs> Blood angels just begin fucking laying waste to the camp. So your additional complication <laughs> is you have to get this done during an imperial assault uh, on your, your base. Um, so good luck. Uh, Gork speed and... Um, Good luck fighting the space space marines. <laughs> so, based on our order of operations, um, Lugi, you're setting off the explosives and firing the gun. Is that correct? Yeah. So he's he's the launch mechanism. So maybe Zag to get the rest of the crew on board. That seems like the first the first thing. Um, so uh, how many grots do we have outstanding? How many people have we not met yet? All right, I've got one of the Morks. Yeah. I have two that have not been introduced and killed yet. Two. Yep. I've got one. One. Yeah. I'm on my last grot. Bedazzle. So there are four more. Bedazzle's the last. <laughs> All right, so Zag, let's see how many of these grots make it to the uh, make it to the ship. Um, so let's go ahead with your Styboy action. So Styboys, for those of you uh, who don't know, which should be all of you because this is bullshit, um, <laughs> are uh, basically uh, like uh, battlefield signal grots. 
uh, who climb up on the knob's shoulders and just like signal things across the battlefield to other sty boys who are on other grot's shoulders who acknowledge those signals and then tell the, the boss what's what. Um, so, uh, Zag, um, let's see how effective you are climbing up on top of Lugi and yeah, waving uh, the flag. <laughs> I'm just thinking like vaguely uh, fucking Les Mis on the barricades, <laughs> yes. just no. swinging your pants. I am Gavrosh, yes, correct. <laughs> Um, all right, so what am I like? Okay, so Styboy for sure is one, yeah. Uh, um, I would say you're stealing pants and using them as standards, yeah. So that's definitely one, uh, plus you're you're a grot, so I think that's three. Cool, do you have your wheel? Did you collect it? No, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Rolling I, just, I came came up running, just like waving my freaking pants. Yeah, I think your your <laughs> other grot has the wheel. We'll say. Um, so those three. Um, plus, right. Laura, you're uh, the uh, Orcagon Trail Clutch. You're all about following, right? Yeah. So I'm going to give you one more because I feel like people who follow all the time really know what buttons to push. Like you, you've got this. You're you're an expert the, at this. Yes, the ultimate messenger, the, the ultimate interpreting and relaying. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. All right. Okay. Oh my god. <sighs> Six four four two. Six four four two. Um. All right. Great. Very good, good roll, actually. Yeah. Um. Because you have the imperial entanglement, this is a high fucking benchmark to beat. So that's great. <laughs> Uh, so one success, that's great. Um, you get two good things. So two something goods happen. Yay. So that's great. Um, and um, you take an injury. Um, so we'll deal with the injury in a second. I'm going to say the something good is uh, you get two something goods. Two grots arrive um, from your clutches. Um, I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to roll 2d6 to determine whose who's grots show up. Um, all right, so Tyler, one of yours. Uh, two of yours, Tyler. Oh, that does make sense. Let's spread spread the love around. Um, Ryan and Laura, I'm rolling a dice for the two of you. Ryan, um, so one of the morks and uh, one of the dipshits uh, arrive, and I'm going to let you play them in addition to your existing grots. Wow, Let's get wow, those grots wow. in there. Um, and there will be plus two to the next roll. So Zag, um, you are, you're waving, waving the standard. This is all great. Uh, how do you get injured? Um, what's, what's Lugi doing? I'm on top of Lugi's shoulders. Lugi is prepping explosives into the engines. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think as, as, uh, as Zag is like waving, I don't even know who like they're waving to, but um, <laughs> like there's no, there's no, I don't know if there's another sty boy receiving these messages. No. Um, but as, as he's doing that, the, the pants from the standard get caught in the pants attached to the throat and just kind of wrench his neck a little bit. So he can no longer turn his head, which is a really big deal for a sty boy. Oh no! You become Michael Keaton, Batman. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Um, all right, uh, amazing. I love that. Uh, cool. So 
of the next bunch of us, Bedazzle, I feel like you're on standby. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan and Tyler, who are the two new grots who arrive and what are they doing to try and help? You want to go ahead, Ryan? Sure. Um, <clears throat> running out of uh, running up the hill <laughs> is a, a grot who just looks more uh, murdery than other grots. Like there are a bunch who are kind of harmless or kind of scared. This one looks fucking mean, just like angular, you know, Malfoy faced running up the hill. Uh, strapped to his back from the front, it just looks like a, a metallic lunch tray uh, just tied over his his torso in an X. But if you see it from behind, it has a bunch of docks tools, uh, like pain boy tools, just magnetically attached to it because he's a docks assistant. And whenever he's used, they just kick him over onto all fours and use him like a table <laughs> and then run him back out. And he's just carrying like big, almost comedy-sized scissor shears in his hands as he's running up. And you just see him like snipping ears off corpses as he goes and jamming them in his pockets. Uh, And this is uh, Snippin' Mork, (laughs) uh, who has scissors, who is a docs assistant and is addicted to cutting ears off. Uh, So Snippin' just comes up being like, Snippin', Snippin'. Snippin'. I do my snippins, do my snippins, do my snippins. Uh, And... (laughs) He's there seeing what's going on, and he's he's looking around, and he's like, yeah, I don't know what to do. I don't want to go. I don't need to fly. There's no ears in the sky, man. You can't be snipping. And then he looks, and he just sees a blood angel sergeant with no helmet, and the space <laughs> marine's heads are so big. And he's like, big ears, big ears. I'll be a distraction or whatever. Big ears, big ears, snipping, snipping, snipping. Uh, and he wants to try to detract, like, distract space marines by trying to cut the ears off of a space wow. marine sergeant. Uh, I'm sorry, Ryan. I think you mispronounced that. Yeah, he, he wants to distract who? He wants to distract the space marines. So he's uh, just trying to like run up off of that ruined rhino and just like 300 through the air, but then land like an idiot goblin and just try to chop a space marine's ears off. God, I love that so much. Okay, great. So we got snipping on distraction duty. Uh, Tyler, uh, who else arrives from clutch dipshit? Uh, we'll say grass meat arrives. Uh, <laughs> Grassmeat uh, wears uh, nothing but a blue bandana around his head, uh, so he's just naked other than that. Um, also, he does have skid marks. Um, uh, his uh, defining feature, these are now the ones that I, I made before uh, um, realizing we were going to pull pull from our patrons. So this, is, uh, this guy's defining feature is that he's super stupid. Uh, both of those words are spelled with two O's. Um, he has, uh, eyes that don't really focus. Um, so there's kind of like, like googly eyes, uh, but <laughs> they're his eyes. There's, so they just kind of rattle around in his head uselessly. Um, and, uh, his tongue, uh, doesn't fit in his mouth. So it kind of just hangs out on his chin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, 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 and grass meat, um, I think, uh, being super stupid, um, He's on the wrong rocket. Um, he's on someone else's. He's on like one of the rockets that like we didn't end up taking, but he thinks he's in the right one. Uh, and so he's looking to actually set that rocket off. Um, and uh, uh, he's he, like, he thinks he's completing our mission. Uh, yeah. But what he's actually doing is uh, uh, he's going to be firing a rocket off uh, just into like a squad of uh, uh, blood angels. Okay. Amazing. That he that so. he will ride on. That he just be like, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. So so he, he so he's uh he's counting down and just having a hard time. So he's like ten, nine, uh, ten again, uh, six, red, Tuesday, grass meat. <laughs> He looks at, he's counting down on his fingers and he kind of forgot what he was doing also because his eyes can't focus. He's just like, hands. And he's just looking around, just saying stuff that he sees now. He's like, rocket. Spice Marine. Oh, no. And he scares himself. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So we have two, we have two uh, Blood Angel distractions. Oh, my God. Um, Bedazzle, I think you're still on standby because if the fuel isn't ignited, you can't push the button. Um, <laughs> Bob is trying, but <laughs> nothing is working yet. It's uh, just I, I, like, and then light up button, light up. Uh, uh. Yeah, imagine there's just a bunch of buttons and none of them is lit up. So the only way you'll know which button to push is when it lights up. So it's just kind of like, huh. say, or this is the classic orc scam where they're like, yeah, Graz, you get to ride these things and steer them. Only none uh-huh. of the controls or buttons work because it's just a ballistic missile. They just think it's funny to put a Grot on it. <laughs> what if he needs to steer it? Nah, you can't steer it. Uh, I, the I buttons think, are just paint, I think... they're painted on. <laughs> yeah. I think well, Bedazzle Bob is also already using the colander. As if it's a steering wheel, and, oh. and you know, it's it, it does nothing. It is true. We do not have a pilot. <laughs> None of our you do. There, there were, there were, there was exactly one. His name was Snick Whistle. Yep. He's been dead for a long time. Yep. Um, <laughs> we're like a heist crew where all the most useful people died in the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's Ocean's Eleven, but it's just like. I don't know. The whole movie uh, is just George Clooney's funeral. That's all it is. Boom, 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 boom. They just like roll the casket. <laughs> the, the, the cast at that point is just the two bellhops they stole uniforms from. Like that's the only people left. It's just Brad Pitt eating a cheeseburger and crying. <laughs> and then it. he's eaten by a squig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, ocean squig teen. Um, so great. Uh, so we've got all that. Uh, that's phenomenal. Uh, okay, let's let's get some of these rolls going and see uh, what what hijinks occur. Um, I think we should go with grass meat first because <laughs> his is the most disconnected from what everyone else is doing. Um, so grass meat, um, you, you may have lost count, but you know you got to launch at some point. Yeah. Um, all the other grots are 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 counting on you. So let's uh, let's let's see what those dice look like. What uh what what skills <laughs> skills big old air quotes around it. Um what, what skills were you using for this this rocket launch? Well, I didn't flesh out the goblins that I made nearly as much as the ones that we got um suggestions from from patrons. So I've literally got the name Grass Meat, defining features that he's super stupid, and then I drew a picture of him uh being like a cartoonish googly eyed fool. <laughs> I so think that's that's I enough think to too, go for. I think because he's dumb uh and he's doing a dumb thing, um and because yep, one just for doing the thing. Say, Great, what's your it. clutch ability? Because he has that by default. Cannibalism. So I don't think it applies. <laughs> <laughs> that is, all right, a six and a two. Um, okay, amazing. Well, we're going to hang on to that two. Um, but you successfully managed to to punch it. And uh, across the, the camp, um, an actual like proper goblin rocket uh, begins to fire up 
Um, it may fly better because it hasn't been weirdly modified. We'll see. Um, meanwhile, back at uh, our at, at Big Hill at our our main uh, rocket thing, I think uh, Snippin, despite having just met you, uh, your job is going to be an important one if <laughs> we aren't going to have blood angel issues. So let's see how you do against the blood angel sergeant's ear. All righty. So he is not wearing the red commissar hat and cape because Lugie has it. So no dice there. Mm-hmm. He gets one for trying. He gets one because he's obsessed with ear cutting. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a doc's assistant, so I feel like that might help him chop an ear. Yeah. Uh, do we think this would be inspiring for nearby orcs, Tom? Yeah. Are you kidding? Like, yeah. it's funny because everyone else on the team is trying to, you know, echo and, and evoke the red gobbo. Uh, I like that Snippin is just his own grot. You know, he's just being his like. You know, as as Jackie Chan said, I don't want to be the second Bruce Lee. I want to be the first Jackie Chan. So, like, go be that first Jackie Chan snipping. Yeah. Get in there. You inspire those around you. Big ears, big ears, big ears. Snipping, 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 snipping. Uh, and he's just gonna gonna go for it. So we get four dice. Oh, and a, a beautiful pitch perfect. Fuck the extra tooth. I think this is hilarious. A six. A four and two ones. It's the the, the narrative special for exactly how I would expect this to go. Yes. Amazing. Uh, so you leap in with with your your big snips, um, and um, you uh, you you just like you land on his breastplate, and of course it's like you know space marines have that giant sorry spice marines have that giant like Buzz Lightyear shit going on when they're not wearing a helmet. So you just land up there. Like plant your feet and just snip, like just snip that fucking ear. Um, and the look on this sergeant's face, like he's not hurt. This is fine. He will, he'll just get it reattached or get something else. He doesn't care. But the affront, <laughs> the adeptus astartes, the, the gall that you would attack one of the emperor's children in such a way. And and Snippin grabs him by the hair and looks him in the eyes. He goes, "I'm gonna live forever." Uh, and then he just eats the ear, staring <laughs> um, this guy in the face. At which point, um, uh, the sergeant just kind of tilts his head uh, and opens his jaw to reveal his uh, his fangs uh, because the blood angels do that. And he just fucking clamps into you and just we talked about a worrying dog earlier. Uh, the the powerful mandibles of, of the Emperor's might um, just crunch into you and you invert. Like, it's just like, like kind of crushed in an awkward way, like if you grabbed a, a felt puppet and squeezed. Um, and he just chomps kind of through your center mass. Um, and as you fall into his hand, he reaches into your guts and pulls out the ear um, and says... Only the Emperor's glory lives forever. At which point, the orcs who have been inspired by this truly suicidally brave action let out a resounding, Wah! And as one, yell, Sp- 
Nice Marine! Uh, doesn't matter, like, the ones who don't have Cockney accents here, they yell it like that, too, and they just fucking leap. And it is, it's just full-on rain of fire, uh, leaping into a dragon's mouth with fire axes for no reason. Like, they are just, like, falling on the chainsword. Um, and uh, the, the Blood Angels are damn distracted. Um, it's not that they're getting hurt that much. <laughs> Some of them are going down, because choppers are good at getting through Marine armor, but, like... There's just so fucking many. And while earlier they were panicking, having been inspired by this, this grot, um, they they just yell like, Gorkenborg's champion is with us! Um, and uh, uh, start, start chomping away. Um, and truly, on their lips and in their, in their war cries, Snippin does live forever. Our No Grots, No Glory Goblin Quest Adventure features our GM Tom McGee, along with players Ryan LaPlante, Tyler Hewitt, Laura Hamstra, and Del Borovic. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the One Shot's logo was created by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker, that's M-R-K-R, on Twitter. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunderhorse by Damiano Baldoni. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. Or you could join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. I'm DJ OneShot 2.0. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to smash that subscribe button and show your love to OneShots. Wah, 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 wow. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn 1138, Alorraine Okapi, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hi, we're the narrators of Midst. What's Midst? It's very simple. It's a weird, surrealist, fourth-wall-breaking, reality-bending, science-fantasy space western about a small, doomed planet floating in a cosmic ocean of spooky darkness. Upon whose alien landscape, an ensemble cast of characters, including a crotchety outlaw, a freakishly virtuous cultist, and a diabolical businessman, make awful decisions and fight like hell to survive when the moon falls out of the sky and a large number of terrible things happen in rapid succession. It's exciting. It's funny. It's scary. It's 
got neat sound, weird music, amazing visuals, and every episode comes with bonus content you can read and examine. Midst is performed solely by yours truly as the three of us narrate all the action, play all of the characters, and bend a lot of the rules about how telling stories is normally supposed to work. Midst is pretty fun, very strange, and it feels like VR for your brain. We believe you'll enjoy it, or maybe you won't, but there's really only one way to find out. You're going to have to listen to Midst. Midst.